Hello everyone, how are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And as you know, on Mondays, our episodes are Hope and Faith Journey. Well, today I want to share with you that God loves you very much and I want to encourage you through your struggles. Always have hope for your healing. And I want to promote you going to the Lord about everything because He is our refuge in times of trouble. This month, uh, we'll be talking about, we'll be looking at life lessons that I shared in my nonfiction book, A New Song Rises Up. Here, I candidly share my journey, what I've learned, and how the Lord was there for me time and time again. We'll find how the Lord provides you a way for healing and overcoming within your troubles. So today's episode title is Toxic People. Toxic People. This relates to a chapter, uh, chapter 5, entitled, What Can You Do About Toxic People? Within my book, A New Song Rises Up. But first, let me share with you this. As I, as I shared with you last week, um, through the struggles, the enemy tells you lies. In my case, even when I'd come to Jesus as a young wife and mother, there were lies I still believed about myself, and I didn't realize it. I faced many troubles because I believed those lies. I allowed people to mistreat me, abuse me, manipulate, and control me. These were toxic people in toxic environments, and I remained in that much too long. I don't want you to suffer the lies of the enemy like I did. I don't want you to waste your years of life not realizing how truly loved you are. And so I share. Well, I'm going to skip around but read to you several portions from the chapter and and what you can do, what can you do about toxic people. So let me find that and we'll begin. So, and this is on page 53. In our relationships, do we know who is toxic? We may only make a mental note that we're uncomfortable, confused, and nervous when we spend any length of time with certain people. We may have lingering stress and irritation once we've walked away from them. Who among us in our circle of relationships is habitually toxic? Toxicity in those you surround yourself with is a tremendously serious matter. Why? Because a toxic person can negatively affect how you view yourself and bring havoc to your own balance of emotions and morals. Your view of others may also become skewed. Realize that the toxicity of a person may come to you slowly and over a period of time, especially when they wear a disguise as your loved one or friend. Depending on who they are within your circle, you may believe You can do nothing about their negativity, igniting the feeling of being trapped. So I'm going to present to you a scenario instead of asking you a series of questions for you to consider who is that toxic person in my life. So here's the scenario. 
Picture yourself entering the scene with a group of fellow women. Maybe it's your co-workers, your relatives, your friends, or even church members. You are glad to see them, eager to converse with each one of them. But then, Ms. Toxic is there too. From experience, you've, you have an idea of what to expect. Your feelings are complex. You are, as, you are a good and loving person who wants to give everyone the benefit of a doubt. And you are filled with hope that they will change. But you feel yourself becoming agitated as, as your self-confidence falters. With dread in your heart, you, you hear yourself pray silently for the Lord to help you get through what ugliness may come. While the women talk, it has come to your, t- your turn to share what you've been doing lately, and you are eager and excited to share information with your friends. Ms. Toxic interrupts within the first few seconds with a judgmental question, a sarcastic side remark, or, or to tell something important, what she believes is more important than what you have to say, that she has just remembered. Dis- disappointed, you graciously allow her to take the spotlight. Unfortunately, this has happened many times, and the period for her spotlight may be long. As time passes, you've lost your enthusiasm and decide. There's no point in trying to continue what I had to say. You look around the room, and others are also allowing Miss Toxic to hold the floor. And you think to yourself, nobody else has interest in what I had to say anyway. Whenever the moment to speak comes back to your court, you quickly mumble something to get it over with. Then your best friend says something that Miss Toxic considers offensive. You know your best friend would never say anything to offend others. This was just a misunderstanding. Miss Toxic demeans her in front of the others. You want to speak up to defend your friend or to tell Miss Toxic to stop, but you freeze and do not say or do anything. Nobody else speaks up for on her behalf either. You feel shame knowing your friend has reason to believe that all are in agreement with this hurtful person, the hurtful words that she speaks. You are so you can see the tears in her eyes and imagine her pain. While you're genuinely sad for her, you're also secretly thankful that these vicious words were not pointed at you this time. Later you vow, I will talk to my friend and let her know that I care. As the time moves along into more pleasant conversations among the women, you almost allow yourself to forget those ugly moments. Suddenly, Miss Toxic interjects or hijacks the group with a personal and complex story. Her tale takes a while to introduce, with the drama escalating and excessive detail. You feel your mind wonder, how many times must I hear her emergency soap operas? Then you hear her insist that she desperately needs volunteers to help. Sheepishly and uncomfortably, people look at one another, each knowing this manipulative tactic has happened before. While the request hangs in the air, each person holds their breath. No one wants to commit to her help. At the same moment, you all wait for her to choose her hero for the day. You are relieved when she chooses someone else in the emergency. Whew! Then you immediately feel guilty that you were relieved. 
After the meeting, you start to move towards your best friend to tell her you do care and to show empathy toward her discomfort and her feelings. But your best friend rushes out the door and Ms. Toxic catches you, insisting that the two of you have a private conversation immediately. You give excuses why you must leave, but she is determined as she grabs your arm for you to stay. There she shares her mean-spirited thoughts about her, about your friend, being persuasive that you fall in line with her opinion. You struggle with words to support your friend, but she shouts them down, adding to the fire with new and incriminating gossip about her. It hurts your soul to hear these damning words about your friend. Ultimately, she determines that your friend is not good fit for the group. She demands your agreement, giving numerous instances of her kindness and reasons that you owe her. Finally, seeing that you re your resolve has not changed, Ms. Toxic brings in emotional blackmail to threaten you. You will not belong with a group if you fail to comply, and she may feel the need to share some personally embarrassing secrets that she knows about you. Does any part of this scenario ring true to what you've experienced? Who are the toxic people in your life? I think with that storyline, at any given point, you can recall the struggles that you go through with that toxic person. So think about this as a real test. When you get away from the sight and sound of that toxic person, do you feel confused? drained, relieved to break free for a while? Or are you kicking yourself for the negative self-talk for letting them maneuver you into their plans? It is a, a terrible struggle before, during, and after when you're in habitually toxic environments with habitually toxic people. While we sacrifice our time, our resources, our money, and maybe even our reputation in our quest to be available for that toxic person, we are suffering. We are unnecessarily falling on a sword that has no good purpose or end. With a toxic person, we pray, pray, pray. We go through a pattern of forgiving, getting hurt, forgiving, suffering, forgiving, on and on in an endless destructive cycle. We know the meaning of forgiving 70 times 7 as described in the Word of God, but the situation with a toxic person does not change. They may never be sorry for what they've said or done. Regardless, they may never feel a reason to apologize. That, situ that situation will not change until or unless we take affirmative action. And what might that be? To safely get out of that toxic environment or to leave that toxic person. Let it go and move on to healthier relationships with kind, supporting, positive, loving people. So please heed my cautionary tale and don't waste years on an, a toxic environment. If you're continually treated as not wanted or not good enough within a group or environment and you see no improvement over a reasonable period of time, then you can, then you can and should gravitate instead to people who are kind and accepting. Why bring your energy and self-esteem to an expensive loss 
while other people can and will appreciate you. So, um, I don't see it here. Oh, yes, I'm coming to it. Anyway, in my situations, I cried out to, and, and, and I got to experience an example in each of the categories, family members, at work, and at church, because I was a broken person, and the enemy went around tempting them. Anyway, in one particular painful, toxic situation, I cried out to the Lord saying, I cast my cares, I cast my cares. How? How do I cast my cares, Lord? And not immediately. I felt the Lord's answer in my soul. Your season of abuse is over, and I never meant for you to remain in it. What? I didn't realize that I'd been in abuse, but that's what it was. My next thought was, but because of who this toxic person is, I have to be in it. I have no choice, do I? After all, it's my fill-in-the-blank, my boss, my church member, my in-laws, my family. And that's where the new thing kicked in. I seriously considered what the Lord had shared with me. I was not required to remain in that situation, no matter who it was. Considering this, I knew I should take action. We demonstrate our faith by taking affirmative action, taking a step of faith. It was hard and courageous. I let the folks within the toxic environment know that I would no longer be in that. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? Time and time again, that's going to happen to you. Cry out to the Lord and ask for His help. But you do not need to remain in that toxic environment. Immediately after taking my step, my mind was at peace. No more sorrows, no more pain, no more anxiety, and no more confusion. All were replaced with inner peace and joy. I no longer heard the screaming into the night, and it had stopped. My situation had stopped. I invite you to make your own study through the scriptures about the pros and cons relating to the character of who you let in to your circle of relationships. And let me share a few of them that I found. Proverbs 22, verses 24 through 25. Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Here's another warning. James 3:16. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. There's another one. 1 Corinthians 15:33. Bad company corrupts good character. When adversity comes, you're not alone. With God on your side, you have his strength to lean on. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will fight battles for you. In time, as you continue in patient faith, you will see what happens for your good in his perfect way and his perfect timing. It may not look at all like what you thought it would. Scriptures encourage us to spend our time around like-minded believers who will lift us up, not try to tear us down. We encourage each other. 
2 Corinthians 6, 14. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? We can each deliberately strive to minimize or walk away from our relationships with habitually toxic people and gravitate to those who are positive, loving, and kind. We can be around those who demonstrate the character of Jesus. And we ourselves can strive to be more and more like Jesus. These are just highlights of that chapter. And I hope that this has helped you so tremendously. I, I truly hope it has. I also would like to introduce to you my study guide. I'm not going to get into it right now, but within it are questions corresponding to the book's chapters to help you meditate on the materials that you've read with space so that you can jot it down, you know, sort of like it's a journal or a diary, and have your own reflections, your personal journal. The purpose is to promote your own growth, building your faith, and for your hope and healing. So my hope is that you will turn to God with your troubles, come to Jesus for your salvation, and stop believing the lies of the enemy. You may begin as I did, seeing yourself as not enough, unloved, not belonging. And with that belief, you're allowing toxic people into your life. You've allowed yourself to remain within a toxic envi environment, to be abused, mistreated, manipulated, and controlled. But as a believer in Christ, you can declare, I am a loved child of God, His work of art. I am a daughter of the Most High King. And you don't need to, you can gravitate to those who are like-minded. Let me close with this, an affirmation or a declaration we can say to the Lord. And it's in Psalm 138, verses 7 and 8. Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. The Lord will work out his plan for my life, and your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever, forever. Look up, focus on him. Well, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of Turn to God with Karen, The Hope and Faith Journey. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. I love to share the good news of Jesus. Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for Hope and Faith Journey. Wednesday episode is Sword of the Spirit, and Friday we have Karen's Book Corner. I invite you to go to my website and give me your comments, your suggestions. All feedback is always welcome. And you can find my website at KarenJaneCasey.com. And the contact page is there for you to click on. When you go to my website, you'll see information, resource material relating to domestic violence. You'll also see my books, my blogs, my podcasts. My series of fiction books, Standing Through Storms, and my series of non-fiction books, Faith and Hope Journey. If you've read and enjoyed any of my books, and if, and if they've evoked positive change for you in any way, helped you finding peace, hope, and encouragement, let me know it. And also, I'd appreciate a great review on Amazon.com. Well, thank you, and God bless. <music>